Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Check it out and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok, at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zibby Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. Leslie Hooten is the author of The Secret of Rainy Days. Leslie is a powerful speaker, a lover of language, and the author of Before Anyone Else. She attended the Siwani Writers Conference and studied with Alice McDermott, Jill McCorkle, and Richard Bosch. Growing up in a small Alabama town, Leslie went on to earn her BA and MA from Auburn University and JD from Samford University. She now resides and writes in Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome, Leslie. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss the secret of rainy days. Thank you, Zibby. Thank you for this wonderful bookmark, which I use. So (laughs) always nice to get coordinating bookmarks. Leslie, can you please tell listeners what your novel is about and what inspired you not only to write this novel, but why now, right? Become a debut author. It was, it's about friendship, lucky dust and funeral casseroles. And it's really truly about the transformative nature of friendship. 
And I had that experience happen to me. And that sort of is the fuel that sort of is at the heart of this novel. And it's sort of about this friend that you always, always, always grew up with and sort of a childhood friend, but she's difficult. And then this other friend that just sort of sweeps into your life when you're least expecting it and and, and forbid it was on her, the saddest day of her life. And she and she becomes sort of the the her chosen friend, the, the friend of her heart. And I wanted to see how those how that tension would play out in the novel. So that's why I wrote it. And so I've always loved to kind of discuss grief, as you know. So I sort of weaved in the funeral casseroles and because the childhood friend his name is Wynn and she does at everything <laughs> her entire life I just thought somebody would you know the readers would have a friend maybe like that and so she would of course have this lucky dust according to the to bit so that's sort of the that's sort of the jumping off point interesting okay so what why did you write this book why why when did you start writing a debut novel at an advanced age, not not to be revealed. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I don't I don't mind. I have actually been writing this book for 10 or 15 years. I've been going to Swanee Writers Conference for all these years and these summers. And I really because the woman in question, my best friend, her name is Sandy. I just this this. I could see how it changed. It changed my life. It it really my life sort of. It's sort of like Dorothy going to Oz. I mean, it just everything. When I met her in college, my life turned into color and pretty color and happy colors. And so, I have always wanted to write about that. And I think I like Zibby for two reasons. One. So I won't be lonely because I was lonely as a child. And two, to figure things out for myself. So <laughs> it's, it's just all selfish for on my end. And I thought maybe somebody else would like this. And I kept writing and I, I liked it. And the people said, Leslie, your writing is beautiful and you need to publish this. And, you know, everybody around me at Swanee was getting published. So. I had an Uber agent, I mean, the Uberist of Uber agents, and she just couldn't get it sold. So at 60, I decided I would rather be alive and published than dead and <laughs> not published because, you know, I have this bargain basement body. So I got it published and sort of the rest is history. And so I, I, I was thrilled. I'm, I was thrilled with the cover. I was thrilled with the cover artist. I mean, she's given me this beautiful cover. I mean, I think that's my brand now, sort of pretty covers with, you know, with sort of open-ended ideas. So anyone can put their own ideas on what this is. It's And it's rain. And so that is sort of how this book came about. It, it's sort of, it took me a long time because it is autobiographical. So I would put it, in a in in the shelf so to speak and then pull it out and people like Kevin Wilson and people like that said whatever happened to that novel so (laughs) I thought at 60 
it's now or never. So the people at Turner published it, and they've been great. And then I read your essay, Sydney, about you should get an agent. And I'm like, I should get an agent. I should get a publisher. So I've sort of been ragtagging it, as you know. So if there's an agent or publicist out there that wants me or would like to talk to me, I would love that. But, you know, <laughs> it's been fun. I am a creature of the of COVID. I love it. I love being in, in my house writing. And so this, this book was a labor of love and a labor to my friends who are my lucky dust, you know, so I'm lucky that way. So. Oh, that is amazing. I love that persistence. I mean, how great to keep going back to a con. I mean, that's just so inspiring. I love that. Well, I think, you know, when, after you met me, Zibby, that I am, it may take me a hard time, but I'm, con- I'm consistent and persistent. And I think if you just keep showing up, something will happen but you you is even in the writing business if you don't show up nothing's going to get on the page so I mean all those years I was writing at night you know and and it was like a job I it was I did it and I didn't have to I mean I guess you would say you must be disciplined yes I guess maybe that's sort of the or or dumb or whatever. That's sort of the cornerstone of how I've written is just every day doing it, you know, just like exercise, just like breathing. So. Wow. I have to say, when I first read the book, I was surprised with you, an Alabama native, having this very inside New York opening, right? This uh, <laughs> Upper West Side and party, the Goldman Sachs references, and this personal shopper at Bergdorf's, and like it's very New York. <laughs> it felt like you were lurking right around the corner uh, for me up here, and I would be crossing George and and little bit on the street and all of that. Tell me about the setting in New York and the decision to to start the book there and have that be where she's from, where she goes to after growing up in Alabama and all of that. I think you probably will find a lot of Alabama natives in New York if you just, well, I would say look, but maybe listen, because our <laughs> Southern our southern accents give us away. But I, I'm a very big fan of place. I think place, place is my in my DNA. And so Alabama is always going to be in my DNA. But I was one of those people that wanted to escape. So I've always loved New York, and so I've sort of based it there. And I have a, some friends that sort of are the basis for Sinoga and um, that live in New York. So it wasn't totally out of my realm of knowledge, but I love the idea of place. And Erob, which is Borsbell backwards, which is the little town in Alabama, that is that is the place. So that was sort of, I mean, it had a gravitational pull on Nina. So it didn't, you know, so that is sort of why I said it in both places. So you could see that she thrived. She, I think she thrived in both places and she just had this this decision she had to make. So anyway, she made it. I loved how one of the themes was sort of how to cope with someone in your life like her grandmother 
and it was bit and she's little bit. So how she coped with having a very overpowering, almost manipulative or perhaps outwardly manipulative grandmother. And then how you come to terms with a difficult relationship once you lose that person, right? Because you all, those relationships come with so many conflicting feelings as she had. How does, not that there's any way to process grief, but what that does to the grief process. Well, and, and her name was Biggie. And I love the names in this book. Oh, sorry, Biggie. Biggie what did I say? Yeah, no, sorry. You, you said Big B. I don't know. But anyway, it was Biggie and Little Bit. And I, I love the juxtaposition there. I mean, you have Win and Little Bit, which obviously is just a conflict in names. But then you have Biggie, who, as you said, is a force of nature larger than life and then Little Bit. And she, I don't think she understood a grandmother until after she was gone. And and I think that happens so, so many times. We're young and our impressions form when we're 12 or 13. And then when we're an adult, we're I it's like I have an I had an aunt and this, yeah, you know, I call her and it's I call her the Rose Shark Test aunt because, you know, when I was growing up, she was one way. And then I sort of saw her for her, all the wonderful attributes she had as an as an adult. But I did not see them when I was 12 or 13. I saw her as very eccentric. And then when I saw her older, I was like, oh, so I think people can change we shape memory shift, you know, shape shift. I think that happens when we're children and adults. And we just have to, I think we just have to decide, are we going to accept those people? And did they do the best they can? And I don't think Biggie had, you know, horrible motives to bit. She just wanted her to do what she wanted to do. And she thought she knew what was best. But I don't think it was malignant. And I don't think it was serious or just mean. I think she just wanted the best for her. So in the end, Bit had to decide that. And I think she had to decide that with Wynn. And we never, as you know, we never, and I said I would tinker with the terminology of Dr. Kubler-Ross. I don't think we ever accept grief, Zibby. I wrote a piece Friday about my brother's death. I think we allow it. I think there is an allowance and it we can allow it to sit with us, but I don't think we totally accept it. And and that's just my own preference. But our friend Megan said that was a good thing. So she, and that's her side hustle. So I think she did, you know, I was like, okay, that's good. If she likes it, then I must be on to something. So I think, and I think Olga said that to bit about a, a, a death in later in the book, a bad death. And she said, grief, we don't accept it. We just have to allow it to sit with us. So I just say not too close. But anyway. I'm so sorry about your brother. Thank you. And well, and you know, you've you had all this horribleness during COVID. So I think that's when you and I bonded because, you know, we bond over grief and we bond because we love people and love is the opposite side of the coin of grief. So that if we can get to that point, then that's a good point. Yes, I agree. 
Oh, well, it's so great that you wrote about it and are open and it helps so many other people to read and to hear not only about your own personal grief, but but putting it in fiction so people really are immersed in, in the feelings and all of that. You know, it's true. You can't get over it. You find a new way to live with it, right? It's like a new piece of furniture and it's not leaving your house. You just have to kind of redecorate. It's sort of like the Barker lounger that's in the you don't like it, but it's stuck because your husband likes it or something, you know, you're like, okay, you know, it, and that's why I came up with the term allowance. It's just, we can allow it to sit with us, allow it to be in our lives. But yeah, you know, acceptance seems like, okay, you know, this was, you know, whatever, not, uh, I, you know, acceptance is the federal, you know, FedEx package we're getting, you know, that, but allowance seems a little, and I like, allowance because it's a softer word and I think sometimes it's a softer emotion that we have Mm -hmm. to accept grief. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Why did you refer to yourself as having a bargain basement body? Well, I think, uh, I thought you, I think you know this. I, you know, I had, I didn't know this until I was 50, which yes, is part of maybe a memoir. I didn't know I had a stroke until I was 50, but I had a stroke that affected my right side. And so my mother, Sarge, was very insistent that I get the best help I can. So she found this great doctor in New Orleans, and that was exotic. That we traveled to New, we drove from Roanoke, Alabama, which was 12 hours away, to New Orleans for the, these doctor's appointments and these surgeries. So I spent most of my childhood in a wheelchair or in the hospital. And what did I do? I took my library card because my library card could take me places that the stupid you know, wheelchair couldn't take me. So, and my mother was a librarian. So that was, she was like my pusher, you know, in all sorts of ways. So she can't, you know, I read all the time and 
then I said, well, I want to have characters that keep me company. And that was sort of what I write for myself. As I said, I write for myself because these characters, whether it's fit and when, keeping me company. And, you know, part of the book was so hard to write, Zuby, because I, I lost a best, you know, in the, well, in the book, I lost an important person. I mean, bit lost an important person. So I had to get up. For a couple of days because I couldn't write about it because it was literally happening to me and all my nerve endings. <laughs> I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I probably write is because my body is like this and I am very, maybe that's why I'm so disciplined. I, I got up and exercise this morning. I, I try to work out every morning because this is the body I've got. For better or worse, my some of my friends say, please don't refer to that. Please don't refer to your body like that. But it is, and that's what it is. And, you know, I had to have a friend come with me to New York. But by the end of my book tour, Zibby, I was hopping on planes left and right by myself. But, you know, you just, that first time I was like, I'm really nervous. I don't think I can do this. And so my friend Kimberly came with me and it was thrilling. I said I had two like Forrest Gump weeks. I, I was with my best friend. And Paget, and she's not really my best friend, but she gave me a hug and told me I should write my memoir. And I was with Kevin Wilson. And then the next week I was with you. So I was like, <laughs> what sort of life is this? You know, because I am a quiet person with a very quiet life. So it was it was thrilling, you know. And I met some really terrific people that night. And, you know, it was it you you have sort of been a guardian angel for me whether you know it or not and to to be better and to write better and to read and so you have sort of stepped into that gap when Sarge died to 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 kind of read things that are are nourishment and enjoy them and push myself so I I, you know I love that and you are you know it it, we are you are such a bright spot for so many authors and and you give us a chance so it's important oh that is so so nice I can't explain how much that means to me as you were saying it I was like I have to like write this down or something but thank you thank you for saying that and I'm so glad that I have well you know I will send you a note you know <laughs> I will send you a note when is all about she would not want me to be Leslie of the no notes, but so, you know, when and all her crazy mnemonics, but, you know, she, she was very insistent on writing notes and that's so yes, but, and I appreciate you've made me so nervous. I can't even look at you in the face. And what? I, I, why am I making you nervous? This is your, this is, this is big, you know, I, I was there and I, I was very comfortable with you that night. And I'm like, oh, dear gosh, I'm going to be on with the, actually on with Zibby. So anyway. No, don't be silly. I loved meeting you at the Zibby Awards. You're as charming in person as you are helpful on Instagram and everything else. And you're, you're a wonderful woman. And I'm, I am inspired by you and your openness and, you know, all of it, perseverance and your beautiful writer and all of it. It's just 
amazing. I'm I'm glad our paths have crossed and I'm yeah, I'm just in awe of you in many ways. <laughs> I don't well, I don't know about that, but I am in awe of you because I don't think you must have a caffeine drip or something because I don't think you sleep. I you know, I joke with you about that about moms don't have time to sleep. I think that's your that's your new jam because <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you do all this. And, you know, although I do, you know, I, I, I think, you know, Kyle is very nice and I think he does, I think he does help. So we got to give a shout out to Kyle, but yeah, but most of my days are in furtherance. And this is, this is what I call my bargain basement body, Leslie Inc. And everybody says, are you doing Leslie Inc. today, which is physical therapy, which I do every week, Zibby, still. It it will be in perpetuity. I do Pilates, which sometimes I hate, but necessary. I do that every week. I I saw you. I saw you wrote about it on your blog, your Pilates, with a little picture of you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And, you know, and I, I wrote about Robert on Friday because I, you know, I've witnessed you're such a testament to being authentic and, and living in truth. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to write about Robert because I followed your journey with your mother-in-law who happened to live in Charlotte. So that was kind of, that's when I really reached out to you because I'm like, she lived in Charlotte, you know, and then I I was glad y'all were at Duke and just not as, you know, Susan is beautiful. So, yeah. And then I do acupuncture on Friday. So part of half my week is just suspended by the these, you know, working on my body so I can be at my computer for untold hours, you know. And so because my neurosurgeon said, Leslie, what would you rather do? Would you rather do your laundry and your hair or would you rather ride? And the answer comes very clearly. And so I'm like, I just need a laundry fairy, which I found. And, you know, my hair person does my hair. So, you know, I'm just a one trick pony, Zibby, and maybe I don't do it well. I write, you know, that's what I do. And I try to be myself. I don't think there was an author's handbook, or at least I didn't get one, maybe because I, I don't know. It's it's still in the mail, but you know, about how to be, you know, and I'm just myself. I think you know that. I think you solved this that night. And so anyway. There is no author handbook, but perhaps you should write one. <laughs> you should write hey, you should write one. Oh, that man. would be a good one. <laughs> Maybe there is one. Who knows? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Leslie, thank you so much for coming on the show, for coming up to New York for the Zibby Awards, for all of the outreach and support and everything. And just it's been a true pleasure and I'm so sorry I made you nervous. I, I try not, I mean, I, I am the most like, just, I'm just excited to listen. I just like to learn about people. So it should never make anybody nervous. I'm, I'm curious. So, well, you know, that's what my mother said and let's end with Sarge because why not? She was curiosity. I think curiosity is, is the best characteristics to, to be a writer. And the other one, one, I think, and I got this from Galway Canal, but 
I think is astonishment. I think we're, just, you know, we are astonished by the world and we are astonished by the bud. And but then we want to be curious. And and so I think if you put those two twin concepts together, I think it would make you a better writer. But I also think it will make you a better human being. I love that. I love it. Astonishment and curiosity. Excellent. <laughs> oh, well, you know, you're not, it's never a bad idea to listen to Galway Canal or Mary Oliver or whatever about Margaret Ringel about things that are very important in life. So, you know, so, mm-hmm. and Sarge. <laughs> Thank you, Sarge. <laughs> All right, Leslie, have a great day. Thank you for making my day and making me feel so good. So thank you. Well, good, Zimmy. You're the best. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.